0: Live. 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 Catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za Portfolio Manager at Alan Gray, Thalia Petusi, uh, who's going to give us some insight into this particular story. Thalia, great to have you with us and thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. I, I can just imagine as a portfolio manager, you must be smiling. The markets have been picking up nicely. So, shoo. Almost uh, a sigh of relief, but uh, it remains a very rocky ride, especially given the macroeconomic factors, right, like the most recent interest rate hike that we had. But give us some context here, Thalia, especially for us as consumers who might not be fully aware of the mandate of the South African Reserve Bank and Russia now behind this decision.
1: Yeah, so our South African Reserve Bank, it, they have an inflation targeting mandate and, and ultimately they want to protect the South African RANDs, our currency, and inflation. And and really, they want to make sure that the incomes of our neediest are not eroded so, so really, by by raising the repo rate of late, and and um, you know at the end of March they raised the repo rate from seven point two five percent up to seven point seven five percent, and as you said, that had a knock-on impact then on the prime rate, which which rose to eleven and a quarter percent. What they're doing there with high interest rate. Okay, so they're transferring wealth from borrowers who are definitely going to be paying more on their debt to savers who are then going to be earning more interest on their cash. And, and this automatically means that indebted consumers are going to have less disposable income after paying off, say, their mortgage or their credit card debt, et etc. et cetera. But theoretically, this reduces demand in the economy and this reduction in demand is meant to bring down prices. Mm. So really, this is what they're trying to act on. But unfortunately, by reducing demand, by increasing the cost of borrowing, it may disincentivize businesses who are very indebted from hiring. And in general, as I said, there is this wealth transfer from consumers, so people who are spending in excess of their income to those who are saving, in other words, those who have excess savings, but ultimately they're trying to protect the incomes of our neediest, so that when they are queuing, you know, to, to pay for bread, at you know, their local pick and pay, when they are paying for fuel, um, getting in their car or their taxi um to get to and from work. Um, their incomes are not being eroded unnecessarily or excessively via that mechanism.
0: And you're right. I mean, with many economists, there's a huge debate currently as to uh, you know whether this is justified, especially given that the inflationary pressures are coming from the supply side. But that's when we get very technical about it. The concern for individuals like you and I and the clients that you serve is that this literally eats into our pockets, right? Uh, and sometimes can, can limit um, our saving potential um, unless we're smart about it. But let's evaluate, I guess, the impact on consumers, especially uh, in light of um, lending in South Africa, but how we can flip the script and make sure that the higher levels of interest rates work in our favor, especially for savers?
1: Yeah, so as a saver, you would be, you know, throughout these recent rate hikes, earning more and more on overnight cash, um, particularly if you have it invested in a money market product. You know, you're going to be earning now in excess of 8%. Um, you know, one-year bank deposits are probably getting you closer to nine percent, maybe even a bit higher. And you know, our latest inflation print was seven. So you're looking at maybe earning one percent, two percent above our recent inflation print, and we know that our inflation is slowly starting to ratchet down. So the South African Reserve Bank thinks probably inflation is going to average about six percent in the next year. So if you're a saver, it's very conceivable that without taking on too much risk, you'd be earning in around two percent above you know average inflation over the next year. Um, but then as you say, you know, on the flip side, if you're a borrower, you know, it would be eating into your income, you know, by paying off more on your debt. And you also on something else, which I found quite interesting, which is that South Africa doesn't necessarily have a demand problem. Mm. So our inflation, as you said, you know this whole supply side debate. Our inflation is not high because our consumers are really strong because they're spending huge amounts of their wealth, and we actually have extremely high levels of unemployment in general, quite a weak consumer. So one of the biggest reasons for our elevated inflation is, you know, people will say. Supply side pressures, yes. but really what's a big factor here in South Africa is the structural shortage of energy. Mm. And that's due to ESCOM, that's due to load shedding, and this really raises the price of doing business. This raises the price of production. We we know that um, ESCOM put through a 19% increase in tariffs. You know, we're looking at next um, year another 13% increase. But beyond that, it's also just the shortage of energy, the shortage of, of electricity. So, so this bleeds through into the profit margin of corporates and of retailers as they spend money on diesel-run generators. They also lose business hours to load shedding, so, and they spend also on, on generator maintenance and so on. So really, this raises the cost of doing business. So it raises the cost of production. There are also various global supply-side factors at play, you know, the international oil price, the fuel price. So all of these things outside of the South African Reserve Bank's control. So so as you mentioned, you know, what then is the point of trying to act, um, you know, but to raise interest rates when in fact we don't have a consumer demand problem? And and I think it's interesting. The South African Reserve Bank will be the first to admit that, that monetary policy is quite a blunt Instrument with which to address the issues that are plaguing South Africa's economy and current inflation. And they're very well aware that we are experiencing the lowest growth period mm. here in South Africa in our modern history. But really, by raising interest rates, they are trying to protect the ramp, they're trying to encourage. Offshore investment here in South Africa, so that the rand does not continue to weaken, because that's going to have its own
0: impact on inflation by imported inflation. Sure. It's an interesting one. I, I, can, I can imagine the kind of debates you have with your colleagues on this, Thalia. Uh, um, and of course, uh, trying to predict what might happen next, trying to position portfolios in a favorable manner. But when you do take a look at the, um, I guess, medium to long term outlook, um, how could further hikes likely impact investors? And should we actually price them in at the moment? Yeah. So, I
1: mean,. The market is pricing in more in a way of rate hikes, but certainly, um, I think expectations are that we are near the top of the cycle. Um, And really, what this means for for investors is, you you know, let's say the SOB were to raise the repo rate further, you know, from current 7.75%, maybe to 8% plus. You know, it, it just means that once again, you know, you're earning a little bit more on your savings. And, and hopefully, and what the Reserve Bank is trying to do with this is they're trying to attract more foreign capital into South Africa and hopefully stem um, the outflow of foreign capital, which does make the RAND quite weak. So if you think, if a foreign investor goes and sells an asset, let's say an SA government bond that they own, they then go and sell rand. As they go and repatriate the proceeds of that investment back offshore, so they are going you know repatriate back the dollars. So the Reserve Bank is hoping that by continuing to to raise interest rates and perhaps even raise interest rates beyond w- what the US is going to be doing and, and what the Federal Reserve is doing in, in terms of their rate hikes, they're going to have to, they're going to stem this bleed out that we've seen of foreign capital, and we have seen. Foreigners sell down South African assets, in particular South African government bond assets this year, and they're hoping that it's going to have a positive impact on the rand and protect the rand from further depreciation. Sure. So, so that's that's one of it, the key. Um, part, I, I guess, of the outlook in South Africa is not just what are you earning on your RAND cash, but also how resilient is the RAND and how much is it protecting you against the global basket of currencies.
0: Yeah, and that's the the the, the thing, right? Uh, looking at the, your your currency, how you invested, and of course protecting uh, the capital growth of your assets from inflation, um, because that's what we are fighting. Yes, we can save, yes, we can invest, but unless we actually have uh, inflation beating results and outcomes, then that's where things do become problematic. So I guess in in light of this, as well as the higher interest rate cycle, um, how can investors actually make sure that we are able to protect our capital over the long term and really achieve real returns?
1: Well, firstly, I'll start off with the short to medium term. So over the short to medium term, it does look as though it's going to be a bit of a free lunch for money market investors. You know, if they're able to earn kind of 8% to 9% in money market funds versus inflation down at 6%, there is going to be a buffer. And and we saw this prior to COVID. It was a bit of a free lunch in that you didn't have to take on too much risk um, in order to earn, you know, in excess of inflation on short-term money. But really, if investors do have a bit more Appetite, risk appetite, uh, to look beyond just the money market. Then, over very long periods of time, really equities that have been one of the only asset classes, and, and you know certain property investments, to, to protect capital against inflation and to protect it from being
0: eroded, you know, by inflation got you. To close off with uh, Thalia, I can imagine some South African consumers are sitting at home and saying, "Geesh, okay I've got some flexibility to save or invest more. I've been looking at Alan Gray's Unit Trust and some of the other um, products and services that they can provide me um, but help us unpack how uh, maybe even through money market exposure, we can really take full advantage of these higher interest rates and just remain disciplined um, within our investment and saving strategies. Because it's tough; it gets really tough when you're competing with a full tank of petrol, um, paying for transport, accommodation, school fees, groceries, and and and, and still trying to remain, you know, physic- uh, fiscally or financially disciplined, especially with regard to our investment goals. So, so I think for
1: consumers,
0: I mean, it's. It probably at times sounds
1: hollow, you know, to tell people, um, you know, put some money aside, you know, save what you can. I, I do think it, it's, it's always the best advice, um, but, but it really depends person to person on their own financial situation. I'm very conscious that, that even though, you know, we go and talk about, oh, the repo rate is, is 7.75%, in truth. You know, when the media in our economy go through and actually borrow, you know, in terms of unsecured credits, so if they're borrowing, let's say by their credit card or by any unsecured credit, let's say, you know, a store card that they have that they're, they're using to buy, whatever it might be, clothing and so on, they're probably not borrowing at 7.75. They're borrowing well in excess of that. I mean, and, and even though via the National Credit Act. Um, there are caps in place to prevent predatory predatory lending. The cap is floating and it's actually quite high on unsecured lending. Uh, I think the cap at the moment is the repo rate plus 21% per annum. Mm. So, so if you think, I, I mean, if the repo rate now, you know, 7.75, that means they're borrowing at 28.75%. So, so I mean, the rate was high to begin with even before the soft hike. You can actually say that But the FAB does another 0.25% or 0.5%, you know, sort of, um, it's it's actually a small size in the context of a 28% handle on the borrowing rate. Um, So, so in that sort of you know, against that kind of backdrop, I do sometimes think and appreciate that it can sound hollow to say, you know, put money aside. And, but I do think that it is always the best advice um, where one can. You know, again, acknowledging that not everyone can in this current environment.
0: 100%. Ooh, it's going to be an interesting ride. But, uh, yeah, we, we continue to do our best, Dahlia. Really appreciate your feedback and your time this evening. Thanks so much. Awesome. That's Dalia Patussi, for Portfolio Manager at Allen Gray, joining us tonight to uh, really evaluate the interest rate environment and uh, high inflationary climate, but still taking full advantage of it to make sure that you do protect your capital. And of course, if you are a saver in a money market account, that's where you're really going to find best value for your money. Um, alongside an investment plan that actually works for you and your needs. Helping you secure your future was brought to you by Alan Gray, 50 years of long term investing. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. And if you, you missed, missed it live, 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 live. catch the on Kaya959.co.za. <laughs>